0: Hello, cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, here with my co-host, Jake Jabarelli, ready to give you the crypto news of the day. But before we get started, I want to check in with Jake and see how he's doing. Since it's been a couple of days, uh, I was busy on uh, the last episode. I was out at Hacker Dojo. We were having an event out there, so uh, I did record that. If you guys want to check it out, it is on our YouTube channel. So with that said, Jake, what's up, man?
1: No, it's, uh, it's been a pretty good weekend. I went out and had visited a crazy person that does really cool stuff at uh, – uh, what's that? What's the what's the festival in the desert? Why is it slipping my uh, mind? Um, Burning Man. Coachella? He, no, he's a Burning Man. He, he's a Burning he's Man Burning guy Man. that designed stuff for Burning Man. It was really neat to talk to that guy. It was really fun. Uh, nothing to do with crypto, but, I mean, <laughs> it was a neat day to go out and talk to a, a fellow uh, eccentric individual. So – yeah, I had a good afternoon, nice. but uh yeah, things are going. We're getting prepped to go, go to our Vegas event. Here not next week, but the following week. So looking forward to that too. And
0: um and we'll we'll be streaming that as well, okay? So well, as much we as we can, right. On our Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> so Okay, cool. Let's go ahead and uh get our coin tree plugged in. You yeah. guys can obviously donate via crypto. We got BTC, Ethereum, BNB, Raven, BAT and a bunch of other coins there. Uh, you can definitely check us out on YouTube, Discord, Twitter, Twitch, uh, Odyssey, and we do have our merch. Let's go ahead and pull up our merch page here. We have the Diamond Hands. The black t-shirt's finally out. If you guys want to pick that up, we finally have it. Thank you, Jake, for putting that together. Yep. Check that out. Let's go ahead and just show the different versions of it. There you go. Bing, bing, front and back, side. Yep. Yeah, check out
1: that cool logo we got on the side. We got our, our, our C3 Media logo uh, on the, on the left, side, left sleeve. That way, everybody knows cool, who you are representing.
0: E3 Media. All right. What other day, Jake? Give it to us.
1: Yeah, so um, I really, as I've said before in previous episodes, I'm really a fan of Dan Held. Dan has some really good, good quotes on a regular basis. He's like a quote machine. Anyways, he says, Bitcoin is one of the most incredible revolutions of all time. Still in awe that we are all around to see the beginning. And yeah, yeah. it's been around for 13 years, but it's still the beginning.
0: Yeah, yep. absolutely. All right, cool. So that's out of the way. Let's head on over to our crypto job of the day. This one is, uh, by the way, before I forget, you guys can definitely check out all the careers that are available here in our Discord channel. The link is in the description below. Go, up, go over to Crypto Careers, and it is regularly updated there on, on the daily. There's so many crypto jobs out there. So if you're interested in Web3 technology and get into that uh, particular field, there it is. All right, so our job of the day that we picked for today is the investors relations uh, at Duck Factory. Yes, I said Duck Factory. Duck Factory. Duck <laughs> Duck Factory is a competitive, play-to-research, uh, play-to-reach, and free-to-play online strategy game with cute collectible NFTs, ducklings, and its own tokenized economy. All right, the functions. Be the representative of Duck Factory Project. will be in charge of establishing partnerships with VCs, incubators, and other institutions. Managements of internal and external communications. Research and deepen the project and its ecosystem. The requirements are to be a native speaker. You need to have experience in blockchain or cryptocurrency, NFT gaming. The ability to understand and represent the technology, business, and user of the project. Strategic communications based on research, planning, communications, and evaluation. And a few more. There it is. All right. So if you're interested in that job, you guys can apply there. Head over to our Discord to find the link. All right. Cryptonauts, it is that time. Time for, for the, the
1: news.
0: news.
1: News of the day.
0: I'll give it to you, Jake.
1: All righty. So as we always do and have been doing quite quite some time now since uh, we discovered <laughs> there's a thing called Crypto Twitter. Not that John and I aren't on Twitter on a regular basis. If you want to find us, we're on Twitter a lot. So... You can DM us, DM us there directly if you like. Uh, this week on Crypto Twitter, Michael Saylor leaves CEO role to focus more on Bitcoin as if he wasn't already. Nomad and Solana get hacked. This is by Tim Aki on Decrypt.co. After two consecutive weeks of growth, crypto markets cramped up a bit. Even as reports of liquidity troubles appeared to have slowed, investors are, uh, were cautious. This week, Bitcoin hodling corporations Block and MicroStrategy both reported significant impairment charges on their holdings. Block is down $36 million, while MicroStrategy is down a staggering $917 million. But we already knew this. There are also massive attacks on, and that's not just the band massive attack, but massive attacks on Solana and the token bridge project Nomad. Parts of the Nomad exploit were first, rather, first appeared on. Early Tuesday, a researcher at crypto-slash-web3 investment firm Paradigm called Sam Sun, Twitter handle Sam C. Sun, or CZ Sun, inspected the situation and tweeted a lengthy play-by-play analysis of the smart contract configuration error that cost users $190 million. Still not as much damage as MicroStrategy has taken. And here are the tweets. Furthermore, the exploit- Ostensibly was easy to pull off for anyone with the know-how, resulting in a bit of free-for-all as attackers piled in to loot the the protocol. Nomad promptly offered a reward for anyone who returned the funds as of Friday has recovered $22 million. Here is their tweet about that. Barely 24 hours after the Nomad exploit reports uh, started flooding in in a major Solana hack that have drained up to $8 million, not quite as much, I guess that's uh, not bad for them. Let's see, we'll just make this a little bit bigger for everyone to see. And there are the tweets. Binance CEO CZ Ching Peng Zhao offered a solution. Send your funds to his company. <laughs> yeah, just stop investing in stupid ideas, right? Justin Barlow, an investor in Solana VC firm Solana Ventures, was one of the casualties. And here is his quote about that. A few hours into the hack Solana reported that almost seventy eight hundred bullets had been victimized. Did you did were you did you
0: see that happen live?
1: I was not watching it, no.
0: Oh man. I was on Twitter and everybody was just like Freaking out. Like, the bridge was burning. It was insanity. Yep. There were so many tweets going out just it was like, oh no, I've been hacked too. Oh no, I've been hacked. Ah Yeah. That's crazy. Uh,
1: sucks. I re- I mean it really does. I have been hacked, but it was my own fault when I got hacked, not these people. These people's but, but, wasn't their fault.
0: Yeah, to be like part of a be part of a group and like everybody one by one is like hacked, 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 yeah. Hacked, yeah. hacked, hacked, nonstop. You know, mm-hmm. everyone was affiliated with the wallet.
1: The team then posted a partial explanation alleging That the exploit likely was due to stolen private key information. Hmm, this sounds familiar, doesn't it, John? (laughs) Solana also said affected users appeared to have been compromised through their Slope wallets. Yes, we did talk about this a little bit on Wednesday. Ava Labs CEO and founder Eamon gunn I hope I pronounced his name right, shared his thoughts, including some highly technical explanations about how the private keys were accessed. And Slope eventually responded with a tweet. Twitter user and blockchain developer Fubu... fubulubulubu fubulubulubu <laughs> <Fubu-loobu-loobu. laughs> pointed out one of the downsides of IP. Yeah, internet protocol. So the, the,
0: the thing the thing yeah the thing about IPs and using uh, while it's like like MetaMask MetaMask does use your IP is that it does anytime you're connecting with a website or you're using your metamask uh, your your ip address is instantly connected and pe- people that actually have that ability to hack it they can hack into your ip and if they hack into your ip there's a possibility of them digging in further into your computer and accessing sensitive data
1: yeah now hopefully you have a firewall hopefully yeah. <laughs> uh elsewhere the touch of the day. yeah exactly i have many i have good I, I think i have good firewalls i'm actually uh dual WAN or dual land right now so or what they call a uh, dual natted Elsewhere, on Monday, the U.K. high court uh, ruled that Dr. Craig Wright, a man who claims to have invented Bitcoin, put forward false evidence as part of his latest oh. definition, court battle against crypto podcaster Pete McCormack, who has repeatedly called Wright a liar. So McCormack was asked to pay him one whole pound in damages. What? <laughs> who says you can't see a person grinning behind their tweet. <laughs> I guess it was a 1 1 pound uh, bet, right? I bet you he's lying. Well,
0: I'm Anyways. sure that's a lot of lo- lot of more damage
1: that happened to Craig right after that, right? Exactly. So. In other words, in, in other nerds, excuse me, news, <laughs> Eagle eyed crypto reporter Jacqueline Malenick wants to know why Gucci will be accepting ape. Crypto fan Saka or Saka Trades on Thursday pointed out how Even extremely successful investors like Kathy Wood make mistakes. Pretty big ones, too. Looks like she sold the dip on Coinbase shares. Big time. Ooh, that looks bad. And no matter how you feel about crypto, there's something odd about a Virginia pension fund investing in, quote, yield farming. Now, is it not a little too soon after Terra and Celsius collapsed? Twitter finance analyst Sean Tuffy smells something fishy. Well, this is horrifying, he says. (laughs) Arguably, the week's biggest story is MicroStrategy's announcement that Bitcoin-loving CEO, honestly, he's the biggest hodler there as out there, but Michael Saylor would be stepping down after 33 years on the job, moving into a new role as executive chairman the company president, is set to fill Saylor's shoes. Man, those are some big shoes to fill. On Monday, Saylor is set to focus even more on Bitcoin. It kind of feels like um, what's his name? Stepping down from Square. Um, Jack
0: Dorsey?
1: Jack Dorsey, yeah. Jack Dorsey's like, I'm moving on to Bitcoin. Not that his company isn't going to be called Block anyways.
0: It wouldn't surprise me if Michael and Jack like partner up.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's what like, I was thinking too. Like, a Bitcoin Adventures. Yeah, Bitcoin Ventures. Big, big, something Bitcoin y thing, anyways. A popular bl- blockchain sleuth believes that powerful forces are plotting to FUD Binance. Not surprised, you know, CC is kind of sticking his neck out there. And finally, entrepreneur Liron Shapira tweeted a, fa- a fascinating thread accusing blockchain game Axie Infinity of being a blatant Ponzi. Ponzi um, oh, Yeah, Ponzi schema. All right. The CEO of the studio behind Axie Moving millions of dollars in tokens before disclosing a massive hack. Probably yes. didn't help the matters. <laughs> yeah. Rug pull. No, no, really, it was a rug somebody somebody uh, stole all our crypto. <laughs> Did yeah, you mean so, you stole uh, all our crypto?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah mm. Alright, heading over to the next news of the day. Once again from decrypt.co, written by Tim Haki. This week in coins companies report big bitcoin impairment charges but markets mostly shrug while long-term crypto holders are broadly speaking likely to be likely to be slightly down on their investments since last weekend the reality is that the markets barely moved the last seven days as of the writing the leading cryptocurrency bitcoin has lost about five percent of the weekend to land at twenty three thousand two hundred sixteen dollars while ethereum had dropped out about 0.32 to 1714 dollars there were no notable price movements among the top 30 cryptocurrencies by market capitalization except for flow which surged 33 percent to two dollars and 64 cents what's all the excitement about flow on thursday instagram added support for flow based nfts for users in more than 100 different countries the announcement by insta parent company meta pushed up flows price by 44 percent in a matter of hours that day
1: yep probably going to go higher honestly <laughs> mar-
0: yeah, of course is the bear market at an end question mark bank of america seems to think so in the july edition of its global cryptocurrency and digital assets report the bank recorded an 11% rise in the digital asset markets from june 29th to july, july 26th although this arrival at, this arrives at the end of a 56% year to date contraction in the market over the same June through July period. According to the report, there was half a billion dollars in Bitcoin outflow from the exchanges to wallets, potentially signaling, signaling a bull market as investors move crypto into storage to hodl. The inflow to exchanges of the top four stablecoins, USDT, USDC, BUSD, and DAI totaled about $1.4 billion over three consecutive weeks. Investors typically move stablecoins into exchanges so they can spend them on riskier digital assets. So this is another bullish signal. Yep. On Tuesday, cloud software company MicroStrategy announced that its Bitcoin-loving CEO, Michael Saylor, would be stepping down after 33 years on the job. Feng uh, Le, the company's president, was picked to fill Saylor's shoes. The changeover takes effect on Monday, and according to Saylor, his new role as executive chairman will let him focus on expanding the company's $2.8 billion Bitcoin treasury, the largest of its kind for a private company. In MicroStrategy's Q2 earning call, the company reported a $917 million impairment charge, meaning the firm is down about a quarter of the total investment, although that's been public uh, public news for a while nor is sailor alone on thursday block inc the payment company formed by twitter founder and fellow bitcoin maxi jack dorsey reported a 36 million dollar bitcoin impairment loss in the second quarter the company attributes this to quote unquote broader uncertainty around crypto assets on wednesday a bipartisan group of american senators called the senate agricultural committee introduced the digital commodities consumer protection act the bill proposes to grant the Commodities Future Trading Commission exclusive oversight over whatever it deems as, quote, digital commodities. Significantly, the bills list Bitcoin and Ethereum as commodities. Last week, we learned that the CFTC was beefing up its technology team in preparation to potentially oversee crypto. This new legislative proposal from the Senate Agricultural Committee comes off the back of a bipartisan House bill that is that also calls for CFTC. To be the industry's chief regulator the responsible financial innovation act was unveiled back in june and is course is co-sponsored by senator Kristen Gillibrand, democrat from new york and senator cynthia loomis republican from wyoming crypto also is fostering cross-party alliances in the uk on thursday the all-party par- how do you say it? parliamentary par- 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 parliamentary Group: The UK Crypto and Digital Assets announced that it's seeking recommendations on how best to regulate crypto. The group will focus on key policy issues in relations to the UK crypto and digital assets sector and wants to hear from crypto operators, regulators, industry experts, and government on the need for regulations of the sector. That same day, it was reported that the U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts is garnering support among colleagues on Capitol Hill for a letter that would ask the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency to withdraw the crypto guidance on which banks have relied. The legal guidance targeted by Warren enables banks to hold deposits that act as reserves back in stablecoins. This lays the foundation for banks to potentially offer other crypto-related services. Warren is a hardliner when it comes to regulating crypto, and her letter reportedly asked the OCC to work with the Federal Reserve and Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation to develop a new approach. This is good. And that is it.
1: This is good that that, that Warren is doing these things because for those, <coughs> I hate to put it, muggles to to, uh, to crypto, they need this kind of help. Mm-hmm. So it's it, – it, the only thing I, I really don't want is – have another accredited BS thing happen. I really don't want that to happen. I wish we could just get rid of accredited investors altogether, but let's move on. Uh, One last article here from Decrypt. It's rather long. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but it's mostly just a commentary. But I do want to get some of the key points out. The Ethereum merge is coming, and that's not the title, but there are people who are very much not interested in the Ethereum merge. Mm -hmm. So... Ever since a prominent Chinese Ether miner announced his intention to resist the upcoming Ethereum merge and create a new parallel network and cryptocurrency, the idea has begun to gain some traction. But how far can it really go? The miner, Chandler uh, Goao, I can't remember how I pronounced his name. Joe, I think it's Joe. Chandler Joe uh, launched a campaign last week to draw opposition to the merge. And networks, the network's imminent, much anticipated transition, which has been anticipating this for two and a half years, um, to Ethereum 2.0 and proof of stake. Joe plans to hard fork the Ethereum network once it transitions to proof of stake next month, and in doing so, create a spin-off proof of work version called ETHW. Experts on the subject seem unconvinced that any Ethereum network proponents are prepared to turn that provocative concept into a reality, but the idea has now gained a notable ally in Tron founder and CEO Justin Sun, who said yesterday that his crypto exchange Polynex uh, will support the fork. This is good for ETHW, I'm sure. Sun's move isn't sitting well with some Ethereum supporters and developers who must now begrudgingly contend with the possible fork and its potential consequences. Quote, the public support for ETHW is harmful to the Ethereum ecosystem, Daniel Huang, uh, head of uh, protocols at Stakefish, a leading stake pool, and told Decrypt. Another quote, it is damaging to further fracture the complicate, uh, and complicate the ecosystem. I find it alarming that some of us are ignoring the very clear weight, lar- uh, weight large infrastructure providers can have, he said while emphasizing that he spoke only for himself and not on behalf of his company. The ecosystem listens to these leaders. Currently, Ethereum's functioned on a proof of work. All right, we already have to discuss that if you don't already know. Um, So Joe and other miners uh, hope Ethereum W will provide a solution to this predicament by preserving the old proof-of-work Ethereum uh, network post-merge and thus permitting miners to continue to generate cryptocurrency with existing equipment. Okay, so I'm going to go a little bit into ETHW because they, they're they trying to talk about So if created, ETHW would be an entirely distinct network and cryptocurrency from Ethereum with no assumed value, infrastructure, or utility. Only if it could establish a market value and demand com- comparable to ethereum's would it be comparable would be comparably valuable to mine i think it will probably hold a lot of water honestly because and i'm I'm making commentary not reading anymore um because uh, there are so many miners We're talking hundreds of thousands, if not tens of millions of miners out there mining Ethereum. And I know a lot are moving away. There's plenty of other coins out there which to mine, but it just nothing compares to Ethereum. If you based your purchases on the idea that you're going to be mining, even if it was a year ago, Mm -hmm. mining Ethereum, you're probably still not paid off yet, especially with the bear market that's been going on for the last six months. Anybody who got in at at the... peak of the value of Ethereum at $4,800 US is is not paid off yet. Not but even people who bought that, one card.
0: The thing that uh, Proof of Work or Vitalik's Ethereum is going to take is the developers and projects away from the, um, I guess uh, it would be ETHW. Right, you know? right. Yeah, so pretty much what ETHW is going to be is a rollback to uh, more or less a a hobby coin, yeah, or like like uh, Ethereum Classic. Yeah, well, so, I mean, it's it, right. there's not going to be a lot if of we projects on there.
1: Look at ETH Classic compared to ETH right now, before the change, right? We still had a month left, and um, if we look right now, the uh, the value of ETH Classic is a little more than half, and I don't mean just mean the price, but I mean the actual value of mining ETH Classic is is like. 60% of mining current ETH now when ETH goes away completely and e- Let's say if ETH w doesn't take over in its place and doesn't have any value whatsoever then You know what a ton of people are going to switch over ETH classic just because they know they can get something out of it I wouldn't say it's the Miner. top thing it to be on miners. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about The other thing I want well, the to thing is ahead, the sorry.
0: value the value the money the money is going to be going with Vitalik's Ethereum because that's where all the projects are going to be forced to move onto. Exactly. I you know that's that's where that's where a lot of this this corporate money is going. Right. So that's why I'm I'm going to predict that the value of these other coins are going to, you know, or ETHW is going to be a lot less. It's just not going to. Yep. Not going to be there. Yep.
1: That's right. There's a, not, not going to be, be as much reason to use ETHW just to mine it. The reason there's a whole lot of money in ETH itself is because of all the other projects. If you don't have a lot of projects, you're just not worth as much um not like raven i mean raven is a great tokenization uh you know coin um there's just not a lot of things on it right now there's a bunch of nfts so there, there is at least some projects but and it is gaining traction not quite as fast as eth was but um the, one of the neat things about raven is that it is easy, relatively profitable to mine and it is a you know a, an active market um and so it's it's in that same like does ETHW become this I, it's hard to say it's really hard to say. I'm, gra- I'm glad that someone's trying to do this, but will it detract? Yeah, yeah it probably absolutely. will detract.
0: Yeah, no, well, Well, I'm happy, like you said, I'm happy that somebody's actually doing this. Let's see what the future holds. I mean, oh, we're, yeah. we're never going to know unless someone does it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, just we'll just have see to what see what happens.
1: happens. Exactly. So let's yeah. move on to potato but, here. Oh, you have something? Last me? commentary on that. Sure.
0: It's just that when considering that Ethereum is number two, uh, uh, you know, right underneath Bitcoin on, on the market cap, when it moves to proof of stake things are going to be pretty catastrophic. It's not going to be a smooth transition. A lot of projects are going to end up going to other other chains, you know. Yeah. Uh, because right now the rumor is proof of stake is not actually affordable. Nope. You can process more transactions, yep. but it's not more affordable.
1: Well, I mean Polygon's so made it it's, it's making, making itself perfectly, you know, well in and and that's the reason I was mentioning before, you know, pre-show about Cosmos, there's all these other chains that are making making themselves much more attractive to yep
0: exactly that's what I was trying to get at right now is that once this, this, this fork happens boom there is the the opportunity to move over to another chain
1: exactly you know so All right. so some some Next. criminal news here on crypto potato
0: crypto potato written by Mandy Williams BTCE operator who used Bitcoin to launder four billion dollars extradited to us to face charges the U.S. Department of Justice announced Friday that Alexander Vinick, a 42-year-old Russian, has been extradited from Greece to the United States to face multiple charges relating to money laundering and operating an illegal cryptocurrency exchange. Vinick first got into legal trouble with the DOJ in 2017 for allegedly operating the now defunct crypto trading platform BTCE. I remember that.
1: Yep, I do too. Uh,
0: in the in the U.S. without proper authorization and helping criminals to launder at least 4 billion dollars through Bitcoin. That same year he was arrested in Greece and the, at the request of the U.S. government after his re- arrest, Vinnick's assets worth 90 million dollars were confiscated by police and New Zealand, poli- in New Zealand police. At the time, the authorities noted that BTCE allegedly had no anti-money laundering policies, thus facilitating a range of c- cyber crimes including laundering illicit. Uh, proceeds, rat- ransomware attacks, fraud, theft, and drug crimes. In January 2020, the 42 year old was extradited to France after a year long extradition tussle between Russia, France, and the United States. After his extradition to France, Vinick denied the allegations and requested a transfer to Russia, where he faces lesser criminal charges involving about $11,000. His request was denied by the Paris based judge, who ruled that he would face charges in France defrauding at least 100 people through ransomware between 2016 and 2018. In December 2020, the French prosecutors sentenced Vinick to five years in prison for money laundering. However, he was acquitted of the initial allegations that he had defrauded people through ransomware. On Thursday, the criminal was transferred back to Greece and extradited to the US. He now faces 21 charges including operating an unlicensed money service uh, service business conspiracy to commit money laundering money laundering and unlawful money transactions Quote, <laughs> after more than five years of litigation Russia national Alexander Vinik was extradited to the United States yesterday to be held accountable for operating BTCE a criminal cryptocurrency exchange which laundered more than four billion dollars of criminal proceeds said assistant attorney general Kenneth a polite junior of the justice department criminal divisions boom and we'll leave that one there
1: yeah it sucks i mean i get it it was the early days and you're thinking oh well i'll just get away with it right
0: <laughs> actually you know what so i a lot of exchanges were trying to play this game like no pit yeah, too US, the u.s is not yeah yeah exactly exactly i was gonna say that. there's a couple other ones mm-hmm. a lot of exchanges in the early days when this was going down with btce um uh, i guess btce is the one that got bit uh the yeah. most uh, but there's a bunch of other changes involved as well that they weren't doing their proper KYC well, and AML. Bitmix
1: was. Bitmix did do it eventually, but they still got prosecuted.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that—that's you know—that's th- their their thing is we're not a U.S business.
1: Yeah, no, they're, they're based in the Seychelles, so I completely understand. They're like, look, if Americans want to come over here and do their business, even if it's remote through, you know, VPN, we don't care. It's their business. They, they're the ones that get in trouble, and, and Americans in the United States is like, no, we're going to prosecute because we can. And it's like, I, I, don't, I don't, I personally do not agree with that. I, I personally think that if a person wants to go do illegal shit on, on their time, it's their prerogative. Yes. So, oh. moving on to Voyager Digital, who is also in hot water, as we know, having filed for bankruptcy. Voyager Digital given green light to return customer funds, so if you had any money with Voyager Digital, you can get some of it back. The US, Supreme, U.S. Bankruptcy Court in New York ruled on August 4th that Voyager had provided a sufficient basis to support its claim that customers should get access to some of their funds. The custodial account held at the Metropolitan Commercial Bank, MCB, contained at least $270 million in cash the company disclosed when it filed for bankruptcy. The firm has now been green-lighted to return these funds to clients, settling one of the more significant issues it has faced, according to the Wall Street Journal. Voyager Digital suspended withdrawals in early July due to bad debts at three Three Arrows Capital, or 3AC, are accrued. The firm filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy on July 5th, stating at the time that it had $350 million in cash held in the FBO, or for benefit of, account for customers at MCB. Like many beleaguered crypto brokers and lenders, Voyager faced a bank run situation as its customers rushed to withdraw their funds and amid the crashing crypto market. All those people who just have paper hands. We wouldn't have had this problem if people hadn't been paper hands. Anyways, I'm not to say that any money laundering is good, or money laundering is not good, as we just read. The firm requested the release of cash held in the bank, but stated that the estimated $1.3 billion in crypto assets on the platform belonged to the bankruptcy estate to be shared by all creditors. Voyager aims to finalize a sale uh, by September and has already rejected offers of FTX boss and crypto billionaire SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried. In late July, SBF lashed out at the firm, claiming he, it still had 75% of its assets in question customers uh, and questioning customers had not been reimbursed yet. A couple of days later, the Federal Reserve and Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or FDIC, accused Voyager of misleading customers with the false claims that it covered was covered by FDIC insurance, which it was not. The week's fund, uh, week's fund release approval will offer some reprieve for those who have had have seen assets frozen by centralized companies during the ongoing crypto winter. So. Yeah, uh, it's good to see that Voyager Digital is giving money back. It'll be nice Mm -hmm. to see when Celsius starts doing that, because both John and I have an interest in that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, last news of the day before we wrap it up. Once again, from Crypto Crypto Potato, this is written by Dimitar Zanzarov. Oh, by the way, last one was written by what? It was uh, Martin Young. Yeah, Martin Young, sorry, thank you. This one is, yeah uh what what's the title the title is four years later crypto atms back in japan one of the leading economies in asia japan will once again have cryptocurrencies automated teller machines despite being a financial hub the country removed all such devices in 2018 following a hack against a local exchange the number of cryptocurrency atms across the globe has rapidly increased in the past few years Currently, the undisputed leader is the USA, with nearly 34,000 machines. The Japanese authorities have not always been against crypto ATMs. Prior to the markets in 2018, the country had plenty of such machines. However, a major hack against the digital asset platform Coincheck changed their stance. At the beginning of 2018, wrongdoers breached its security and drained nearly $500 million worth of its NEM token, which caused lawmakers to shut all cryptocurrency ATMs
1: mm-hmm.
0: according to a press release this trend will no longer continue since the local exchange Gaia will install ATMs in Tokyo and Osaka initially the machines will support four of the largest digital assets by market capitalization Bitcoin ether Bitcoin cash and Litecoin the company plans to deploy 50 crypto ATMs in the next 12 months while the numbers should increase to 130 in the next three years The machines will enable Japanese consumers Withdraw a maximum of 100,000 yen, approximately 747 dollars, per transaction, while the max cap of 24 hours will be 300,000 yen, or 2,240 dollars. This is part of an anti-money laundering guidance that Gaia wants to follow. The president of Gaia, Morokiro Oguro, highlighted the move, saying that this is the first time a domestic exchange installs cryptocurrency ATMs in the country. "Quote." There is a sense of security that btm can be converted into cash immediately virtual currencies tend to attract attention only for investment but it has but it also has potential as a settlement currency i want to expand he concluded and yeah we'll leave it at that
1: Uh, it's it's good Uh, one of the things i was thinking about recently was in regard to his comment explicitly was as much as i like the idea of cryptocurrency in general it it's not unless you're you know trading an explicitly stable coin it's not super stable and it's like i would like to use these coins to pay people i would like to be able to pay people directly in coin now of course you can do that like i said in the early days of doge in 2014 when doge very very first came out i was on reddit paying people in doge because at the time doge had no uh, had almost no value um but it's appealing, right? You're like, if you were mining, and I, I do a lot, I'd like to be able to give money. I've sent out allocations of wallets to various people to try to get people interested in, in coin, but I'd also like to be able to use the coin. You know, not just a store of value, but literally paying for goods and services and making payments. I'd like to donate. I would like to use these coins for, to, the, to the end purpose that they are. So... It's great to, have, great to see Japan's back at it with a more secure system to allow people to get into coin. So with that, uh, I don't think I have any uh, Satoshis. Do you have any Satoshis?
0: I don't. I think we're good on that. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I'd just like to remind everybody, uh, as I'll be putting up here over the screen, uh, we do have the black Diamond Hands t-shirt. If you'd like to get a, a Diamond Hands t-shirt, we also have two other t-shirts. Uh, oops, that's the one. That's Dynamo stuff. Sorry. Uh, we have uh, Stack Sats and Hoddle t-shirt, which is the first t-shirt we ever made. We put that in black as well eventually. We get around to doing it. Stack Sats and Hoddle, it says on the back. And uh, the other t-shirt is the white version of the Diamond Hands. It's basically the same thing, it's just in white. So, check out those three shirts. We will be coming out with new merch as we develop more of it, and we appreciate your support. As we always say at the end of the show, Stack Sats and Hoddle.
0: And huddle.
1: Adios.